Welcome to Outcast Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Heath Meadows, still playing around with the introduction music. So bear with me as I try to find the right stuff to kind of fit the mood of the podcast. And that's not always easily done when you go on these uh, royalty-free websites to get music. There's thousands upon thousands of different music to listen to. And you can spend hours doing that. And I don't have hours to, to do that. So I've just some things that I've already had from different projects. I'm trying those out. I'm going to splice some things in there and make it a little bit more just non just music or, you know, some voices or some, some things, maybe some comments or whatever I've said or somebody else has said. So I'm going to continue working on that. If you would like to weigh in and say, Hey, I like this intro better than that intro. You can do that. You can send me an email on outcastprofit four zero three at gmail.com. The 403 is actually Isaiah 43, which is where some of the idea for this podcast has come from. So again, that is outcastprofit403 at gmail.com. So I wanted to jump on here real quickly today, seeing how I just relaunched this podcast yesterday, and then today it broke on some, some disturbing things concerning IHOP and Mike Bickle. If you have not heard yet or have not seen it on any of the Christian news media websites, Mike Bickle is being accused of some sexual allegations, sexual immorality and abuse, pastoral abuse, and just abuse in general from a position of power. He has voluntarily stepped down and is not uh, preaching, teaching, or addressing anything on his social media websites. This church has issued a statement, and this does seem like a very some very credible allegations over a long period of time, and it is very concerning and very disappointing, obviously. But I also want to make sure that we don't take some kind of moral superiority high ground, and or and I want to make sure that nobody thinks that I am doing that by any stretch of the imagination. I'm fully aware of my own weaknesses and the struggle that I have with the flesh and that we all have with the flesh. And any person that says they don't is already in deception and, and heading toward a fall. We have to rely on Christ every day, every day to make sure that, and looking at ourselves honestly with our weaknesses and our flaws and allow him to prune things off from us that are not a him. And that means picking up your cross daily. And we have to be humble. But that doesn't negate, nor should it excuse us from preaching holiness and living a holy life. And one of the things that I really felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me about this podcast is start calling the church out as far as coming out among from the world. Stop unholy mixtures that's going on out there. And I will never, maybe never know what it's like to have the kind of pressure that Mike Bickle would have on him running the size of the ministry like IHOP. It's international, obviously. They have ran a 24-7 prayer room for a very long time. I don't know how many years. I know, I'm pretty sure it's 20 or even maybe more that they've ran the 24-7 prayer, which is just an awesome feat in itself logistically on top of everything else that they do. And so I am definitely not going to judge him for anything. In fact, we don't even know if the allegations are true or not, although I'm not going to say they're not, and I'm not going to say they are. We're going to wait for the investigation. 
but treating this as it is and that the possibility that they may be true, we have to first determine that we're not going to take some kind of prideful high ground on this, recognize that we all fall, but also to commit to just commit to doing better. This is, this is something that is, it's really going to be a black eye on the church. Regardless, honestly, let's just face it in today's world, regardless if it's true or not, especially that's why Jesus tells us, you know, or the Bible tells us to be above reproach. But if you think about it in this, in this day and age right now, if you're accused of something, you're guilty until proven innocent. And even when you're proven innocent, it takes so long people forget. And all they remember is that you did that when you may have not even done that. And I hope that doesn't happen in this case. I hope that justice prevails and that the investigation is done with integrity and honor and the truth comes out quickly. I do believe in these days, this time, that the faster you get the truth out, regardless if it's bad or good, you need to get it out quickly. Because, again, like I said, it doesn't matter after a certain point. People just remember, or the news media or whatever paints Christianity horrible anyway. So it doesn't take much for them to run with a story, especially a one of this nature from someone who, to be quite honest, I thought was above reproach in a lot of ways in his life. I don't know the man personally. I've never heard anything but good from people that have attended or been a part of IHOP. So this came as a great shock to me, but it also makes a lot of a sense as to why we need more voices to preach accountability and holiness and those things are important for everybody, whether you're in an international ministry leading thousands of people or you lead 100 people on Sunday morning. We need to make sure that we that we submit ourselves to other brothers and sisters in the Lord and that we judge one another and, and we do it in such a way that brings healing and restoration and not destruction. But unfortunately, in this circumstance, this, this is probably going to be pretty ugly as far as the outcome of this and it's not going to deter me whatsoever from preaching you know and, and teaching holiness and being separate among the world and i think we need to raise this standard in the church there's been just way too much lackadaisicalness and then i think what also happens sometimes is you get a man like mike bickle who people do believe is above reproach and so you know maybe he's not being held accountable or somebody's not you know keeping a close eye on him like they should. I, I don't really know. But I do know that we all need that in our lives, and we need to make sure we have somebody that's got spiritual oversight of what we're doing. And, you know, I have submitted myself to that, and I want to make sure that if you're out there and you're trying to lead or you're pastoring, you know, that you're doing that as well. We need to learn how to bear the Lord's name well on the earth. And we have a great capacity to take a very desirable God and make him undesirable to the world by the way we behave and we act. Not just that either we try to sweep these kinds of things under the rug or we have in the past or we dismiss them or we don't call for justice or, I mean, the church has got a really bad record of doing this. There's been scandals within all kinds of different denominations and you know, of trying to cover these things up. And I think that needs to stop. And we need to recognize that, you know, if we do it, we need to judge our own and we need to take care of it and we need to handle it appropriately and not 
uh, try to show, uh, just shove it underneath the rug and let it go by. But I think we all need to pray for IHOP and the people there that are involved in that ministry. We need to pray for those that may have been victims in this and pray for Mike Bickle and his family. Uh, and again, that this would be a quick investigation and a determination of what really happened. So I just, I really feel this, that's important. And man, we are in some times right now that as I listen to the news and things continue to shake up in the Middle East and the world that, you know, we may have this war that many believe is, is coming, World War III or whatever, or at least a major war is coming to the Middle Eastern area. And that's something that I think on a later podcast I will be talking about and looking in the book of Ezekiel and just want to point some things out that might be of interest. But by no means, I don't want to get into this habit of jumping on the prophetic bandwagon and eschatology and everybody's saying, well, this is the battle of Gog and Magog. And, and we do that a lot in the church and we end up with pie on our face because we jump to conclusions before seeking God's wisdom on what to say and what not to say. And so this podcast will always try to do that the best of the ability. And most of the time, if I don't hear the word of the Lord, I'm just going to tell you, this is my best guess, and this is why it's my best guess. And I'm not going to put words in the Lord's mouth. And we have a bad habit of doing that as well. So in all, I think we just need to do a better job of representing God on this earth. I think we forget that we are ambassadors of Christ, all of us. We are both priest and prophet. We are those. We are. We are. We are a nation of, or a kingdom of, of priests, queens, and kings, and we we represent Christ. So our attitude, the way we handle things, the way we treat people, all those reflect Jesus, whether we like it or not. And we do like a lot to pull the trump card. Well, we're only human, and we and and yeah, absolutely. And we need to recognize that, but we shouldn't be using that as a crutch to continue doing the same things that we've always done, whether that's treating people bad or whatever the case may be. We're all a work in progress, but that's the key word is progress. Are we making progress? And if we're not, why aren't we making progress? Is it a spiritual thing where you need deliverance? Is it a psychological thing where you need counseling? Or is it both? And I think that's where you turn to your leaders in the church and you ask them and you have private meetings, obviously, and talk and say, hey, I'm really battling this. Can you help me? And it could be a spiritual thing or it could be a counseling thing or it could be both. And we need to get to the bottom of that. I think the church is way too quick to jump on the deliverance bandwagon and realize, not realize that there's a reason why the demon's there in the first place. And if there wasn't and you just transgressed, him being there is going to cause psychological damage as well. So if we don't bring total holistic healing to the person, this person is going to end up in a, in a worse situation than we were before. But at the same time, guys, we really need to learn. And, and before we say stupid things, when we're out in public or we do something that to somebody and, and, or when somebody cuts us off in the parking lot and we decide to, to wave the, the, you know, the, the middle finger or whatever the case may be. Before you do that, remember who you're representing. Remember that you are a child of God and that you're representing Jesus. And, I, you know, not to be so heavy on it, but I think we've been too light on it, obviously, because we've got a lot of things going on in the body of Christ right now. 
that's just a poor reflection of who Jesus is. And the world's looking for answers. And right now, when they look to the church, they're, they're really not seeing it in a lot of ways. And it's, it saddens me that that's what's going on. But regardless, you know, we're going to dive into some issues that's happening. I'm going to be very, very candid with some of this stuff. I think we have pulled punches way too many times. We've got pastors that are promoting homosexuality and we have Christian band, Christian band, rock, whatever, lead singers and songwriters dressing up in drag. We've got a problem. And I'm going to call it the way it is. You are not a Christian if you're doing those things. You do not have the spirit of Christ in you. It's time we start being judging the church. Paul was very, very hard on the Corinthian church. He told don't do you not know that you will be judging angels? You need to handle things within yourself. If we handle things within ourselves better, we probably wouldn't have these open, open scandals that hit the airwaves. And we, we really don't. And the things that that's what the early church had that we don't is this excommunication. Like if you, there was a point in time when you don't straighten your act up and you were blatantly running against scripture, you were excommunicated. You were no longer considered part of the church. And that was abused. Yes, power was abused. I get it. But there's nothing now. So you have someone like Andy Stanley who can sit up there and really kind of parse words and make it sound, you know, that maybe or question the biblical standard or do things that that are very contrary to Scripture and what Scripture says. And there's no repercussion for that. In fact, he gets away with it nine times out of ten because he leads such a large church body. There's no accountability for some of these leaders that are that are leading thousands and thousands of people and causing great confusion within the body. And I really think there needs to be, I don't know, some kind of, I don't know if it needs to be a board. I, mean, I don't know how we fix it, but we need to fix it, and we need to fix it fast. And I really believe that it has a lot to do with unity and coming together in the unity of Christ. And a lot of people are going to probably judge me and tell me that, hey, you are, you know, you're being judgmental. You're being this. You're not showing grace. I'll show grace to anybody. I, I am not somebody who has not been the, the recipient of the mercy and grace of God in my life by any stretch of the imagination. But I will tell you that there were times in my life when somebody needed to kick me in the hind end. And a lot of these guys are so far up on the, I don't know, church corporate ladder that there's no one brave enough to kick them in the hind end. And I really think that there needs to, this needs to stop. We need to call a spade a spade. And that's what it is. You know, I'm not going to look at a spade and call it a diamond. And, and, and it's, that's just not the way it, way it works. And we can do that, but then we're going to be just like the world who confuses gender with because somebody doesn't feel good that day and thinks that they may be a woman instead of a man, even though they're biologically a man. And so we have all these things and all this confusion out there. 
And I believe that right now the church seems to be adding more to it than taking away from it. There's no clarion call. There's no bright light on a hill. There's no, this is the way, walk ye in it. It's like, well, I don't know, theologically, we can look at this and parse words. And, you know, there is a time to look deep within the scriptures and to look at context and to look at the the original languages and what the ancients would look at certain things. And I, that's good Bible study, and you'll never hear me preach against it. But sometimes, guys, sin means sin. I mean, it, no means no in, in, in Greek. And so we have to stop using the same kind of arguments that actually promote really good Bible study to justify our just poor running of Jesus's church. And that's really what it boils down to. We're, we're so caught up in getting butts in the pews that we have forgot that maybe some of them don't need to be there yet. Now that's going to offend a lot of people, but I'm telling you something. If you, if somebody is living in sin and they can sit in your church service week after week after week after week and not feel convicted, are you preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ? And no, I'm not talking about preaching hellfire and brimstone and beating people over the head. I'm talking about just preaching the word of God. Because if you're preaching the word of God, I don't know of any time in my life that a preacher has not been on fire and preaching and I haven't felt convicted about something that I've been doing. So there's no way that these things should be happening in the church if we're preaching like we're supposed to be, and then we're living and we're following Christ like we're supposed to be, and we have accountable people in fellowship that are coming alongside of us and making sure that we're not falling off one way or to the other. And those are the things, that, again, that I've already kind of talked about, but I wanted to bring up especially in light of what happened today, that this podcast is going to represent to the best of its ability without being prideful and without being too harsh, but I'm going to, I'm going to speak the truth and I'm going to speak the truth in love. And I believe that's what God's called us to do here and to come separate from the world. Stop mixing things. Stop trying to be like the world. Hey, you know what? I think Jesus is a little better than the world. I think if you try to, if you start operating with a little bit more power, we don't have to come up with these fancy little schemes and marketing plans like the world does to get people to come to church. I guarantee you when the Holy Spirit shows up, you know what? I went to Asbury. I seen the revival that was going on down there. I seen people lined up for miles trying to get into the, the sanctuary to experience the presence of God. There didn't need to be any preaching. There didn't need to be any smoke machines, skinny jeans, and fancy lights. There just need to be Jesus. That's it. He's the one that draws the crowd. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. There's too much worship music that's it's people-centered. It's self-centered. He runs after me. He chases after me. He climbs a mountain for me. No, you know what happens is we need to start running toward the cross. We need to start picking him up and lifting him up on the cross. We need to start being like these people like Isaiah and John, who when they see him, they fall flat on their face like a dead man. They say, oh, woe is me. I'm an unholy person and I have unclean lips. Where are those people? 
Well, we're true talking about self-centered stuff in the body, and then we wonder why people are chasing after, you know, the opposite sex, they're living in sin, they're doing things they shouldn't, have a revelation of the holiness of God. And I guarantee you the fear of the Lord will come upon you, and maybe, just maybe, you will start bearing his name well on the earth. At least you won't join. See, that's the difference between the church today and the church 2,000 years ago. See, there was enough respect, the book of Acts tells us, from the people that if they weren't serious about joining, they didn't because they knew there was something supernatural happening in those meetings. And if they went in there with a mocking spirit or with something not right or with not being serious about being devoted, that they could be carried out of that church just like Ananias and Sapphira were on the day they lied to the Holy Spirit. See, that happened in the New Testament, guys. We get so caught up in thinking, well, that's Old Testament gods. Yeah, Jesus is my friend. He's my buddy. Well, the guy that laid his head on Jesus's chest was the same guy that fell down like a dead man when he seen him in his resurrected glory. He came as a lamb the first time. He's coming like a lion this time. And when he comes back this time, it's to destroy his enemies and to set up his rule on this earth. And then every tear will be wiped away. There will be no more sickness and no disease. But until then, the church is here to represent his name, his glory, and we ain't doing it. And it's about time we start practicing what we preach and believing what's in the Bible. If it says it, we can do it. Let's get it done. So until we talk again, God bless.